Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Thursday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, Bill Bush on Early Break. Fun show so far. you got the podcast at theticketfm.com. You can watch and comment on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Call or text us at 402-464-5685. The show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Now, our next guest coming up here. We, we thought we'd be, we'd be in better spirits today when we talked to him after Nebraska played Minnesota last night in the, uh, the first round of the Big Ten Tournament. Nebraska, of course, falls 78-75 to the 14-seed Gophers, but we are now joined by John Templon, NIT Bracketologist, uh, on Twitter at NYBuckets. Good morning, John. Thanks for joining us. Um, first of all, we before last night, let me ask you this. Before last night, how confident were you in Nebraska making the NIT versus right now having a loss of Minnesota under their belt? Yeah, I mean, I felt much better before last night than I do today. Um, and I think if Nebraska won that game against Minnesota, I think they would have been in the NIT for sure, pretty much. And, and now I think it's uh, questionable, and it comes down to how kind of the committee decided to look at their resume, which is always not a fun place to be. I mean, what is the main issue with Nebraska's resume in your mind? Yeah, the, the main issue with Nebraska's resume is that the net, which is the NCA sorting tool, and the predictive metrics such as Ken Palm uh-huh. um, think much less of Nebraska than um, some of the resume metrics around who you beat and when you beat them. Um, and so that's going to be the challenge is balancing those two things, right? So because Nebraska won a lot of full games this season and lost in a lot of blowouts, they ended up having predictive and net metrics that aren't as good as maybe what their resume says it should be. And I think that, and that's why people are confused because really last night was their first bad loss of the season. Now they've had blowouts, like you yep. said, but they had they have no quad three or quad four losses before last night. Some some good quad one wins, a lot of quad two wins, and so that's why we're confused why why the net is is so important in this conversation when it comes down to wins and losses versus how much you win or lose by. Yeah, um, so it's really so the net is. Is mostly a sorting tool, right, to put the, put teams into those quad buckets um, for the NCAA. And, and typically that's how it's used. But there's also some sort of threshold where the NIT is typically set. And, and teams, like, for instance, in the range where Nebraska is now, don't usually get at large against the NIT. But Nebraska also, you don't usually see teams with seven quad one and quad two wins in that range of the net. So it, it's kind of confusing for me to even look at because I, they're just kind of an outlier case. Okay. Um, John Templon joins us, NIT bracketologist. Let's just go straight to the bottom line here. Put a percentage on Nebraska's chances to make the NIT field, if you don't mind, John. Uh, it, it partly depends on 
what's going to happen in terms of automatic bids. So the thing with the NIT is that we also have this other variable in that we don't know how many teams are from smaller conferences, the one-bid conferences, are mm-hmm. actually going to get in because every conference champion that loses in their conference tournament that doesn't go to the NCAA tournament and that large then gets an automatic bid to the NIT. And so we've already had, I think, eight of them, and, and there's quite possibly going to be a few more, and that could eat up some bids. And if that does, I think that makes Nebraska's case more tenuous. But I think right now I'd probably give them like a 30% chance, like somewhere around a one-in-three shot of making the tournament, I would say. And remind us, John, how, how, what is the field size right now for the NIT? How, how many teams uh, are in the NIT? Teams. 32 teams in the NIT. Okay. So yeah. – in terms of other teams, so Wisconsin last night falls to Ohio State in the first round of the Big Ten tournament. Now, they were seen as a team that probably was on by either – they were either last four in or first four out. Right now, if you looked at Wisconsin, do you believe they fall to the NIT following last night's loss to Ohio State, or are they still legitimately in the conversation for the NCAA tournament? I think at this point, Wisconsin is going to be in the NIT. I think we could probably guarantee that at this point. And um, there's another one of those kind of Big Ten bubble games today with, with Rutgers in Michigan, and I think the loser of that is also probably guaranteed to be in the NIT. So um, I have Wisconsin. I just put out a new bracket this morning. Yes. And, and I have Wisconsin as a two seed in the NIT now. I think they're probably kind of locked in. Okay, John. John Templon joins us from New York, by the way. John, how did you get into NIT bracketology? I mean, why is this such an (laughs) interest to you? Um, So about a decade ago, I was a graduate student at Northwestern, and Northwestern was not a two-seed in the Big Ten. They were a bubble, you know, an NCAA bubble team. So I started doing NIT bracketology because I wanted to know where they were going to end up. So I've been doing it for over a decade now um, and, and looking at these brackets and kind of seeing how things change. I love it. Yeah, I love it. And, and you know, Bill and, and Sip here are, are longtime NIT fans. They've watched basketball for a long time, John. They're, they're kind of bummed the NIT is no longer at Madison Square Garden when it comes down to the finals. I mean, it's now in Vegas, correct? That's where this is at. How, how, how much that, has that changed, I guess, the prestige of the tournament in general? Yes, it's in Vegas this year, and it'll be in Indianapolis next year. And oh, they move it. They decided to take it around. on the road, which is an interesting change. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how that changes, if it changes anything about who wants to play and, and how much, you know, how much design there is to play. Um, it's going to be different, and it'll feel really different. I mean, I've been to those semis and finals at the, at the Garden, and it was a fun atmosphere. It's, you know, one of the you know most famous basketball arenas in the country, and so... To play now in Vegas is going to be a really different feel, I think, at the end. Well, John, thank you for the time this morning. We appreciate you giving a little insight on, on where you think Nebraska is. 30% chance, he says, right now in terms of making the NIT. Uh, enjoy the rest of the games, and we will chat with you down the road, John. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Good That's job, John. John Templon at, at, at NYBuckets on Twitter. He's an NIT bracketologist. He puts Nebraska's odds right now at about 30% this morning to make the NIT. Yeah, he he updated his bracket at th- this morning. He has one seeds, Penn State, Oklahoma State, North Carolina, and Vandy. And so North, North Carolina in the NIT 
in, in John's bracket. You remember a couple years ago, I, I think Kentucky was a one seed in the NIT, and like they lost to Robert Morris because they, they don't want to be there. Like, yeah, that's it was a kinda, huge yeah, story. With that. It was a huge story because, oh my gosh, Kentucky's in the NIT, and they lost to Robert Morris, an eight seed. Yeah. I would assume very similar for UNC, who was in the finals of the NCAA tournament just last season. With a lot of the same returning players. It, it, it happens every year in bowl games. You can just predict. Yeah who's interested and who's invested in, in the in the game they're playing in it's always you just you can just call it like that team is okay they're playing in the uh in in whatever bowl they're uh, that they're playing in and you're like independence bowl it's like they oh, feel yeah. they don't belong in the independence bowl and the, the team in the independence bowl on the other side is excited to be in the independence bowl that's that's it's the that's same the, thing with yeah. this it's the exact same scenario john templon has wisconsin as he mentioned as a two seed in the nit he has Michigan as a two-seed in the NIT. But he said today that if Michigan were to beat Rutgers, I mean, they still have a chance at the tournament if they make right. a run. But Bill Bill, Bill was on was out on Rutgers a couple weeks ago. He could be right. Rutgers could, could be, be right. in, could fall into out the, of the NCAA tournament. I, got Rutgers and, I called Rutgers and Penn State out uh, a month and, ago. And he has Penn St- Now, if Penn State would beat Illinois... Tonight, yes, I think that by a pretty chance of being in, I think, yeah, right. <laughs> it's gonna be funny. Bill, yeah. three, three weeks ago, said Rutgers out, Penn State out, and and Penn State was Close. out at that point, and Ruck, then they won some games. Rutgers was comfortably in, yeah, fell off. And when at, I made the statement, they they were they were a five seed, right? As of last night, again, Joe Lenardi has both those teams as their, his last four in, hmm. last four in. Yeah, they got to win. If they though. lose they today, win. they're probably mm-hmm. both out of the dance and into the NIT. Yeah, that'll be kind of fun to watch. I might try to check Rutgers, Michigan out, knowing that they got Rutgers got to win. That's well, why you want Nebraska in so because they're a very very interested team. You just snapped your glasses. I just busted half. the glasses. There's a dollar gone. So That's one dollar gone. What happened? That's one dollar gone. Oh, it's caught in the ear. Yeah. I, th- I thought he like busted him in- in- intentionally. But ne- but Nebraska is a very invested team. To, to they want to play. Again, and so that's why they'd be so good to be able to see him in the tournament. For that oh reason. yeah, Nebraska. They'd be yeah, they'd they, be all out to win. They're it. a potential Final Four team because of their investment. Yeah, yeah. In, I'd in, have a hard time believing that if North Carolina is a one seed, <laughs> that they're that they're in the finals. I, 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 oh, I they don't it. want to be there. No. no, they'd be out early. They, if they might win and, one and, game and be done after that. And I think their fan base would rather have them just done. Yeah, there's think, some schools that if you don't like, make don't the make dance, that, what's the point? Just, just, I'm, we're just done. Deny Let's, the dance. Yeah, NIT. We're, we're, we're not, not doing that. Here. I, I wonder well, if that's we, the case. Nebraska doesn't have that yeah. kind of success. They can go with that. We're thrilled to make any tournament right now. How many teams yeah. are like that in there, do you think? Not that, there can't be that many that would be like North Carolina. Mm. I'm looking at the like the one, the one seats. Oklahoma State, would, you know, they'll probably play, they'll right? Pl- they'll play, yeah. They'll play. Yeah. They'll play. Yeah. North pretty, Carolina, no. Vandy, they'll play, right? Vandy would, would, I would play. Think, yeah. 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 How, how would Wisconsin, How do you think Wisconsin's mindset would be? Not great. I don't think it would be great, but they yeah. haven't played great. But I'm just saying that, that that's a team that's been in the, has been in the national championship yeah, they game. they played for it all. <laughs> Frank Kaminsky, yeah. Sam Decker, and those I guys. I love that we're they played for it all. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. Some the people are probably like, what are you guys doing? I know. Yeah. Well, it's just the fact that someone like, someone like John Templon exists, though, at NIT Bracketologist. I love, I love the fact that he's like, I just want to see where Northwestern might end up. And so I took <laughs> That's this. why he started it. It's awesome. It's Ten years awesome. ago, yeah. he's a grad assistant at, yeah. or a grad student at yeah. Northwestern. He's like, well, they're not a two seed in, in the Big Ten tournament. Where will they be in the NIT? Incredible. I'm embarrassed yeah. Incredible to admit backstory. I didn't know that they had bounced the finals around. Now, well, the, the, also the thing that's changed dramatically with the NIT was it was based before on a lot of it was financial. 
on on who was going to go in and who was going to get a home game and yeah. who was going to sell their place out. Oh yeah, and I, and, yeah. And to, let's just say Nebraska wins, they get in the NIT and they get a home game. Those tickets now were all. That's not. You have to go buy tickets. That's right. So the, the, that's that is not, not season ticket. Not holders. season ticket. Holders. I don't think it is. Is it? Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure they'd have the first opportunities. But that first is, opportunities. Yeah, but but first but, but they're not. They'll, no, there's no. It's not like. It's not like all of a sudden, like, hey, you know, if a Kentucky, we get. To, I'm, a, I'm a season ticket holder, so we go play in the tournament. I still get tickets, right? No, you're depends on where you're at. But it, b- yes. bottom line was, you'd have to go buy tickets, and that was always tough on students. Because now all of a sudden oh, yeah. the students don't they have to buy a ticket or have a way to be able to get it. So a thirty percent chance is what John Templon gives Nebraska. Who would they, I think it's higher than that. I'm going against. Okay. Them. I'm going forty four. <laughs> it's you, only a thirty two team who, field is the problem. Yeah, just, it's not that like, big of a turn. Yeah, who got, would be they, enticing for you to, if Nebraska? I, I know you can't do this because you don't know who's in the field. And, I'm, and I have the advantage of looking at the bracket right now. Say if Nebraska played Villanova to start, and that would be pretty good, right? That'd be exciting. Yeah, yeah. Nebraska, they played anyone. Villanova. Anyone. Nebraska, North Carolina. Just yeah, get Nebraska in the NIT, I'm happy. I mean, like, right now, the odds are not in their favor after the loss last night. <laughs> that, I just don't know. That it, changed it's kind of, everything. It's the same thing with, with, with hiring or firing a coach, though, in my opinion. With where they were, everyone had him, had him in or a seeded team prior to. They have a tough loss by three points to a to a team that shouldn't be fourteen seed. Yeah. At that, should so that, change that much? It shouldn't change. It, it's it's almost like it almost be like well, uh, if if he loses this game, we're going to fire him. If he wins it, we're going to keep That's him. How, it's yeah. like hold it. Is, he, is, is the yeah. coach doing a good job? It's a weird. Is, conversation. What's the problem is yeah. this though. It, it, I've always found that the odd. problem is they lost by three, but it's to a team that was eight and twenty one. Yeah. And at this point, if you're trying to choose between teams, who deserves it, who's playing well at the end, Nebraska was playing good basketball, and they still were going into last night. But they just suffered a quad three or quad four loss, whatever Minnesota is at this point. But everything and is still based did. on the season as a whole. I Everything's still based. That's So with, with with the wins that they have, the problem is what, when I hate when, when some sort of – talked about the metrics they use – changes by how much you lost by. Yeah. Because you see in the NBA Finals, you'll see a team lose by, by 30, 30 and still win the series. And then, yeah, win the next win, game. Win the, win the next yeah. game or win the series. Yeah. It's like – so that bothers me that – because sometimes mm. like, yeah, the game, was, the game was bad. Okay, it got bad. Don't, don't start this conversation with me and Jake because yeah. I've, I've always maintained that – I don't put as much emphasis on how much you lose by it's just a loss. Now I, we don't need to start that. We've already had problems on this show, mm-hmm. but because Jake is always about you know blowout losses mean more, and I, I, well, I, it, just, I it should I, affect your bracket champs in terms of your your mindset as a team. I, yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Like a tough, a close yeah, loss. It sucks psychologically because because you've had a chance to win. But man, a blowout loss is like we were never in the game. The NIT we, we bracket. Here. The NIT bracket. And I don't. I don't know about you guys, but I don't follow the NIT. Now, if Nebraska's in, obviously I will. But I don't generally. There's pretty good teams though that I sh- maybe I should have been following it over the years more. I mean, if Carolina's in there, you know, Okie State and Cincinnati, Wisconsin. There's. I mean, it's. The viable tournament, you know. That's but, why you always see teams. But I just, I just, do you just follow go back it to at the all? final four of you the NITs? You never follow. I don't follow it yeah. unless Nebraska's in right. it. You're right. Yeah, I actually do. I've always followed it. I have always followed it. That Bill, right. wa- Bill watches the XFL. My, he watches the NIT. Me and my friend Mark Schultz, who lives down in Dallas, we'd have a conversation. Me like, who do you got in the final four? And we immediately he would respond to the NIT bracket. He would never he immediately respond to the NIT bracket. We talk about it all the time. Well, we could do that. Right He's now. the one that's the, the that's the crazy uh, just Denver Nuggets fan like that forever. 
But yeah, we, have, we talk to NIT all the time. Well, if you want to, if you want to get an idea of the bracket, John Templon has an excellent blog, and I don't have my glasses on, on Twitter. John is at NY Buckets. That's his Twitter handle. NY Buckets at NY. Buckets. I wanted to ask him when it changed from the red, white, and blue ball. He, oh, he I can know. answer he's that. A, it was when Nebraska played with, with Hoppin. So that early eighties, yeah, early eighties. Okay, the ball went away almost at that point. So they haven't a long had the, time ago. Yeah, they haven't had the red white ball since. I'm gonna say eighty. I think it went. I, th- I bet it went through to the late eighties. I bet. With maybe, the, maybe that's, that's, that's as long as I, I would, would just give like it. to know. You're saying that Nebraska, when they won, it was not playing with the red, white, and blue ball in '96. '96. Ooh, I when when Strick. When they, Strick. I mean, this team, yeah, this school won the NIT. Ooh, I don't think I don't they're think playing. So I don't think it was a red, white. We can ask Strick. All we got to do yeah, is Strick. You listening to us? Yeah. Strick, if you're up, did you play with the red, white, and blue? ball? I don't ball? think that in ball was red, white. Josh, are you on this? Yeah, he's looking. He's looking. No, I think the ball went away soon after. I really think it went away soon after the Hoppin era at Nebraska. Mid-80s. Okay, speaking of teams that are going to be in the NIT that don't want to be there real quickly, and this is a big yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yesterday, Jim Boeheim oh, in God. Syracuse. We have, not yeah. met, we have not said the name Jim Boeheim yet. Jim Boeheim, uh, Syracuse loses to Wake Forest on a last-second three. Uh, they lose 77-74 to Wake Forest, and Syracuse is not going to the NCAA tournament. The NIT, they will likely be in that. But Jim Boeheim... After 47 years of being the head coach of Syracuse basketball, is done. He is retiring. He's stepping down. It was well, a very. I don't know if he's it, retiring. It, it, I don't. That's not the story. Is nobody really well, knows. They have a replacement already in there. So. Yeah, but okay, if, if you watch, if you watch the post game press, I watched it. I watched it, it this morning. It was extremely awkward. Oh, it, it, it was weird. I don't know it, if he stepped down. It James. was. He, he talked about how he gave. Well, he talked in this post game. I mean, how he. Had already given his retirement yeah, speech early, after, er, early after after the last was it regular season game, whatever it was, and then it's like, so you're retiring? I didn't say that. Right. Who's in charge of it? It's it's right. It's, it's, it's the he didn't. I don't know if he stepped but, down. Let's see if I can find. But, but Jim, it, it, here's I what the, saw, it was weird. Though. It was it was very, very weird. awkward. Here's yeah. what Jim Beheim. This is what the New York Times said in their lead. Jim Beheim was abruptly replaced <laughs> as the team's coach on Wednesday after losing in a conference tournament. I, They've already named the coach. Yeah, yeah. So it's not not retiring. I think he's I think he's retiring from Syracuse because they've already named the coach. Yeah, because that was a big thing this morning. I was watching on Sports okay, Center. Yeah, these iconic teams that have elevated not not head coaches. Where North Carolina did it. Uh-huh. Where they where they where they brought someone up that had played there. Duke, same thing, same way. At Syracuse, where all three schools uh, elevated an assistant coach, and they're all and they all played. At the school. The New York Times says this, Jake. It was not immediately clear whether Bayheim had retired or been fired, but the university announced his departure after Syracuse lost uh, in the Atlantic Coast Conference tournament. So they lost to Wake Forest on a three pointer in the game's final second. It was, it was a very, it was really awkward. Bayheim, and, okay, and you know here, what I like about here, Let's play some of the audio if I can find it. Go ahead. What I like about Bayheim, and I, I know you'll probably take me to task on this, too. He didn't do a farewell tour. He said, I'm not doing a farewell tour. I, I can't stand farewell tours for coaches. I don't know why you do that. Um, but he, he said, I'm not Derek Jeter. I'm not doing – there will be no farewell tour. He told that to Sports Illustrated in 2015. Odd. He's the second winningest coach of all time. 
all time. He's got a national championship. Years. Yeah. He went to four Final Fours in four different decades. That's yeah. incredible. That's incredible. That's, 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 that's awesome. He's that's a, incredible. It's a it, monument. It's also a classic of likability because he doesn't have any. He's not a likable guy. You can just you can just tell that the, the administration so. is, appears have had enough. Okay, yeah. with oh, that, his no, here's, he, he's had a lot of a lot of run-ins with media after games. He's got a bad look on his face. Here man. is Jim Beheim post game and after the loss to Wake Forest yesterday about the whole retirement situation. Again, Adrian Autry is the guy they've already announced to replace him. Adrian Autry. Here's Jim Beheim post game yesterday. Oh, but uh, I've just been lucky to be able to coach this long. I, I think you missed it. <clears throat> well, I gave my retirement speech on the court last Saturday, and I gave it in the press conference afterwards, and nobody except William, William Payne figured it out. Are you saying right now that you're, you, you're going to retire? This is up to the university. You, you want to come back? <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, okay, but, so what are you saying? You're not saying you're retiring, but you're not saying. I just said it. I don't know. So you don't know. Okay. I said this is up to the university. And you're not sure whether you're. When will you? When will? How will you make a determination about when you will come back? You're talking to the wrong guy. (laughs) No, you're not. You're the guy. You're the guy. No, you're the the coach. You're not the wrong guy. You're the coach. (laughs) What are you talking about? That's awkward. That's because they ask, "Are you retiring?" If all I do is simply say, "No, I'm not retiring." If I'm back, it's up to the university. That didn't make sense. And plus, he gave he a retirement. And he gave a retirement speech. Yeah. Why would he muddy this? Up? He starts by saying, "Yeah, last week no one heard it, but I, I kind of retired at the court in the press <laughs> yeah. conference. Only, only William Payne caught on to it, yeah. and now it just gets very awkward. Yeah. The last twenty-five right. seconds of that. I I don't know what to say. It was awkward reading about. I mean, I didn't. To hear him, it, it we all just were cringing more... at that, right? That was, yeah, that that was painful. It was yeah. so weird. It's painful in part because. But he's had so many run-ins at the end of. <laughs> I mean, press conferences this year have been unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Just it, it, it's a fist fight after every loss. Is it? Yeah, it is. He he uh, won one thousand fifteen games. Um, <laughs> he did have a hundred one victories vacated by the NCAA, but still one thousand fifteen ranked second. Behind Mike Shusevsky, only Mike Shusevsky. He that, that's it. So it's a huge deal. I mean, they have not been. They're seventeen and fifteen this year. They're not going to make the tournament. Obviously, they didn't make the tournament last year. But he got to the Sweet Sixteen in twenty. In, it was recent, yeah, twenty twenty one. They were a, like a ten. Twenty twenty one, and they they a yeah bunch they, of they beat San Diego hit. State and yep. they beat West Virginia and got to the Sweet Sixteen. Mm-hmm. So it, he's been good recently. He's good in the tourney. He's got to get there. That zone is difficult in the tournament. Yeah, he play, that's what he's famous for. Bill knows that um, matchup zone. They play a matchup zone. It's, it's, I think it's sweet to watch. See, I'm kind of a Bayheim fan. That's why this was such a – I mean, I like Bayheim. I was telling you guys before the show, when he took over as Syracuse head coach in 1976, Gerald Ford was the president. Elvis was alive. <laughs> Elvis was alive. Elvis was alive. Uh, <laughs> Gerald Ford was the president. <laughs> what else happened back then? Well, 1976. <laughs> a lot going on. You yeah. guys were barely alive. I was 10. I was negative. I was not barely oh, alive. I was 10. I was, yeah. I was yeah. negative uh, yeah. 16. <laughs> Negative 16. Gerald Ford was the president. That's insane. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's another one for you. In 1976, ABA was still going. I mean, it was just transferring from the ABA to the NBA. NBA. I mean, there was... was, (laughs) 47 years. 47 years. See, 
and he did have a great run there. Oh, the run that they had when it was the Big East and Big Monday, and yeah. and then when then the, the Big East tournament, Jake was in Madison Square Garden, and that was nuts. Oh, it was nuts. That was Georgetown. I, oh, I man. feel bad for Jake. Yeah, he just can't miss out on all the fun. This was St. John's was unbelievable at that time. Georgetown, Carnesecca wearing the sweater. Yeah, he had Louis Carnesecca, Raleigh Massimino. You know what? Who was Providence's <laughs> yeah. head coach at that yeah. time? Rick Pitino. Rick. Yeah. They uh, had Carnesecca, yeah, yeah. Bayheim, Raleigh Massimino, Rick Pitino. John Thompson. John Thompson. Yeah. It was nuts. And the, and the tournament was in. That was, I mean, that was must-see. Like today, you would watch the first round of the Big East tournament because it was on. You're so right about yeah. that. And, 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 Again, you know, wrong era, Jake. You missed a I lot missed of stuff. The you, Big East, you missed a lot of stuff. The formulation of Big East basketball coincided with ESPN they, Coming into existence, they would get thirty thousand into the dome. Sometimes Syracuse. they even had more. Yeah. There had some games that had like forty thousand in the dome to watch Pearl Washington mm-hmm. like that play, and, yeah. and just it was insane. So if Georgetown's coming in uh, to, uh, on a Monday night, oh, it was insane. And, uh, no, and, and and Bill would pack this. That back then, you would plan your night around it. I would as oh, a kid. Oh, absolutely. I mean, oh, St. John's is playing Syracuse tonight. In Syracuse? Well, not oh, every yeah. game was on TV. It actually meant more. Oh, God, then. it was incredible. They, they it was put inc- the best games on TV. Yeah. yeah, ESPN had just come into existence. Yeah, I mean, you didn't miss Monday Night Big East basketball. I don't not, know what's... They didn't play against each other, but playing at the same time was Mark Aguirre at DePaul. <laughs> yeah. the same. They didn't play against each other, but watching watching DePaul. You didn't miss DePaul play. No, you didn't. Raymond. No, no, you, you, no, 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 you, you do. Didn't, you didn't miss. It was must-see. It was must see. So, but yeah, Jim Beheim. We don't know what the deal is, but he's gone. You heard the we, audio. He's given a retirement strange. speech. So, what would you say? I don't know. Well, I he, still don't know. He's not back. He's a weird man. Well, he's not back, but I don't know if he retired or was fired. There's yeah, maybe a combination of both, right? Imagine forcing a guy at 47. What's he going to do? Because out. they're going to get invited to the NIT. I, that's what. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be weird. They're going to so be an NIT team. Oh yeah, they're an Does N- he coach or is it the new? There's guys? no chance the NIT passes on this just for the attention. 78 years old. Yeah. What if he wins it all? You can't fire me. I'm coming back. I'm back. I don't think he's got that Run option. it back. I don't think he's got that option. <laughs> we'll see. More next. I just hope he takes another job. That's what I hope. I'm not done, I'm baby. I'm not done. I'll, I'll tell you when I'm done. Oh, jeez. Yeah.